fuck a duck. Speechless <laughs> with nothing to say. What we're doing. Oh fuck. <laughs> You're listening to sad. No. <laughs> and I was full scale like 22, and I was like, yep, cradle snatching, Auckland Zoo missing their cougar. You're in the hot seat. Oh, fire round. If someone doesn't want to be with you, why would you want to be with them? Welcome back to another episode of Sass with Cass. All right, guys, welcome back to Sass with Cass. Welcome back to Sass with Cass. Welcome back to Sass with Cass. I am so beyond excited for this episode. I feel like I say that every single time, but this time it is true. Strap yourselves in. We have got a bloody banger of an episode. Trust me. (laughs) So before I get started, uh, thank you as per always for all the support. We have a new Sass with Cass Instagram that I honestly should have created from the start, but let's not talk about that. It's just going to be easy for me to post on there, chat to you guys. Uh, Feel free if you ever have like any questions for the pod, any topics you want me to cover, anything you want to hear from me. If you ever come across a cool guest that you want to submit to hear them on the show, anything like that, feel free to DM that Instagram page. It is called Sass with Cass, the podcast. So I just wanted to pop that in the start. I hope you are having a beautiful day day, evening, afternoon, wherever you are at. I hope that your world is going well and you're feeling good and centered and things are working out. And if they're not, have faith that they will soon. So let's just take a collective breath in, hold and out. Let's just center. Let's just, let's just regroup. And if you can hear the rain right now, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I am sorry. (laughs) It's raining quite heavily, which is awesome. I love just coziness and chilling and chatting with you guys, which is exactly what this is going to be. So as you can probably tell by the title, this podcast is the biggest mistakes I have ever, ever ever girl made and (laughs) I'm putting myself on blast baby I am Cascrod is going on blast she is mm, she is mm, she's going on blast so I hope you enjoy sit down strap in strap the saying strap in just seems so sexual like what am I trying to strap and wear But strap into something, let's get going. All right, you know it wouldn't be a uh, white girl podcast if I didn't put a little disclaimer in the beginning. (laughs) So this is a really fucking obvious disclaimer, but I'm just going to say it. I truly feel like I have no regrets in my life. I feel like all the things that perhaps weren't going or didn't go as I had planned things that I mucked up that I didn't get right I think truly that they have all added up to make me the person I am today and I'm very proud of myself and very proud of what I have achieved so when I am using the word regret I am not like deathly crying oh my god I regret this so much and everything would have been different so I just wanted to make that quite clear because I don't want you to feel like you should 
regret things in your life because I don't think any of us should. I just want to make it clear that I don't regret things. These are just, these are mistakes that I made that, that I learned from them. I absolutely learned from them, but they are mistakes I made. And I'm hoping that by sharing these, some of you guys can perhaps learn from my mistakes or if anything, it's just entertainment value. If there's anyone out here, uh, out there listening and you are currently living in one of these things that I mentioned, like if I mention something as if it's a mistake and you're like, well, I do that right now, please, you're not wrong. You know, this is just my opinion and my story. It's if you're doing what I did and it's working for you, praise be to Jesus. Enjoy your life. Do what you got to do. Different things work for different people. When I'm talking about money, I just want to make it really clear that I'm not a financial coach. And when I'm talking about health and wellness, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a therapist. This is just what worked for me. So with that being said, do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Okay, starting off with our first category... Here she is. Money, 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 money. Okay. (sighs) Okay. So I just gave you a little speech about how I don't regret anything in my life and it all added me up to be the person that I am today. And if I could honestly, like if God came down in front of me and waved a magic wand and was like, hey, Cassandra, you can do something different in your life. What do you want it to be? I think I would say some of my choices and behavior around money because your girl fucked it up. She fucked it up. I fucked it up. Let me tell you how. So my first mistake that I made with money was getting a student loan, a student loan. Now I know a lot of us have student loans. Maybe all of us have student loans. A huge percentage of us have student loans. Maybe you have a student loan. No problem. And the why student loans are so helpful is when people move away for university, for college, XYZ, maybe they don't have the financial means themselves or their families don't and they get a student loan, no problem, and they pay it back. It makes a lot of sense if you leave your hometown or even if you stay in your hometown and you move out of your house and you live on your own. Insert Cassandra Grot. She did not move away for university. She didn't move out of her city and she didn't move out of her family home. In fact, her family even offered to pay for her university courses and they did for the first year. Cassandra Grot then found out that there was a little sprinkly exciting little thing where you could receive a certain percentage of money every week from the government as part of a student loan and I'm guys I'm forgetting the technical term I want to say that it's come on Cass living expenses we're going to go with living expenses so I had some friends getting living expenses to pay for their living expenses and my dumb ass was like hmm that sounds like something that I want to have (laughs) so I basically stopped reminding my parents to pay my university fees And I enrolled to get the student loan in my second year so that I could get this money every week that I didn't need because I wasn't paying rent and my parents bought me all my food and I blew that money every week on nothing. Nothing. What? Nothing. I have 
nothing to show you for that money. So if you have a loan, you most likely have it for a reason. I have a loan and I didn't have it for any reason. So I obviously regret that because guess who pays that off? Yours truly. To make it quite transparent, every time I get paid from my job that I love, love my job, amazing job. I've got a full-time job now, by the way. If you didn't know, that is a bit of an um, update in my, in my life. So I have a full-time job. Uh, I'm still working in social media and I'm a digital coordinator, do a bit of PR. So that's what I'm doing. And every time I get paid about $250, here's the bite, here's the kicker, here we go. After tax, <clears throat> after tax goes to pay off my loan, which is Again, quite normal, except for the massive problem that my dumbass 19-year-old self got my fully grown adult self into this predicament and now I'm an adult with adult bills and adult expenses and goals and my stupid bitch ass who wanted endless eyelash extensions has gotten us into a bit of a hairy mess. So if there's anyone out there who doesn't need to have a student loan or doesn't need to get that living expense money please take a page out of my book obviously if you're living away from home you have to do what you have to do I'm not talking to you guys I hope that's quite clear but if you don't need it and you're a bit of a cascarade dumbass and you are sailing yourself up a uh, river without a paddle I think that's the phrase (sighs) sister even if you stop that thing, like even if you've had it for two years or a year and a half, just just cut it now. Just cut it now. Just cut it now. It is not free money. Jacinda is not handing out free money. I wish she was. I don't know if that would be good for the economy, but that's not what it is. Dear living God, please stop it if you can, if you can. So that was my first money mistake, getting a student loan when I didn't have to. You dumbass. Should we rate these mistakes out of 10? I reckon that's coming in at a minus 50 out of 10. Okay, rolling into our second money mistake. I am quite excited to talk about this because I think there's not much awareness around this and I think people aren't really chatting about this. So I'm excited to put it out there because I haven't heard many people chat about this. Anyway, here is mistake numero two, dos, don't know what it is it is I got an overdraft Ta-da! now if you don't know what an overdraft is it is basically you can apply to your bank I am with ASB and you go in you say ASB uh, can you give me some more money and they basically let you withdraw your account so when you hit zero you then have another and it appears in red like minus 500, 1,000, $1,500, $2,000. Let me tell you, and I feel like this was really pushed when I was at uni. Like, I feel like there was even a bank day and all the banks were like there at the uni campus and you could go up and chat to them and they were like, did you know you could be eligible for this like money and it seemed so just like all good and you're just like not thinking the consequences through So basically, I don't think she'll mind me saying this, myself and my friend Holly got a $2,500 overdraft each on our bank accounts when we were 19. To put it in perspective of when I paid this off, to put us all off this so that we all don't do this, I paid that off last year, 
at 24. Mic drop. It took me five years to pay that off. Guys, it's and the overdraft is so dangerous because if you, let's say, you go down your full 2,500, you're now 2,500 in debt and red, and then you get paid, you make $700 and it's gone up. Now you've got 1,800 in the red. You're always sub zero. Are you with me? Like you take, not only do you not have a dollar to your name, you technically have less and you get little fees, like they're sneaky fees. Like it will just be like overdraft fee, $10 and you're like, oh, whatever. But that adds up like that interest adds up honey it just mm, 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 mm. so I think yeah don't get one and if you do have one for the love of God please let's pay that off that that is your goal that is your number one financial goal because you truly do not have a thing until you are basically above zero like do not let debt fool you it's just mm, mm. also I forgot to say this, I'm just going to pop it in here because it's sprung into my mind. Going back to our first mistake with our student loan, when you go overseas, so when I went overseas to America, I then had to pay interest on that loan, which is no, means basically I would be charged like $2,000 and it wasn't money that was coming off my loan, it was literally money added on top. So if you do have plans of traveling overseas like I did, it's going to make your life a whole lot more expensive, especially if you have a loan. So just remember that, matting it in, matting it in. What have we learned? What have we learned? Student loan, ideally not. Overdraft, fuck no. Fuck, 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 fuck no. The overdraft is just, it's not going to help anyone. All right, so we can, let's include this new mistake as a, what should we call it? Should we call it mistake 2.5 or should we give it number three oh, we're gonna go 2.5 we're gonna go we're, we're gonna we're gonna hold hands we're gonna hold hands with the idiot uh, <laughs> stumble <laughs> idiotic here we go idiotic behavior that was opening an overdraft ready <laughs> let's brace ourselves everybody sit down oh it's coming it's coming i opened a credit card that was actually such good that was actually such a good audio effect can we my editor matt can we circle that and highlight it and keep it forever because that was amazing anyway yeah i opened a credit card and i did it at the same time as i got that super cute little two thousand five hundred dollar overdraft so cute now, this credit card was pushed on me by, I feel like so many banks were saying that you could get these credit cards when you're young and you're studying and the interest is low, all bullshit, don't even know what that means, shut up. Anyway, my parents did know about this. I just want to make this really clear. They did know about this because at the time we were traveling overseas and sometimes when you're overseas, your debit or like cash flow card isn't accepted. So it's safer to have a credit card and I was traveling to Europe by myself without my parents and I hadn't done that in a really long time slash at all. So my parents were like, well, it makes sense to get this credit card. It's a really low amount and you're just going to keep it for emergencies. It's only for emergencies. It's if you get stuck because we know that that card would work anywhere around the world and you'd always have access to money. And I was going on a basically a, it was like a 38 hour trip to get to where they were in Europe when I opened the credit card. So luckily the credit card was only for a thousand dollars. That is very, very lucky. That is a small amount um, compared to what you can get. 
So my parents thought the best of me and what they didn't actually um, predict was that the emergency in question that I thought was the best move for my finances was arriving in the UK, running to Selfridges and blowing the entire lot on Bobby Brown makeup. Yep. Yep. Here we are. Yep. You, you heard that, right? You heard, you, yep. You heard that, right? I basically ran like a Melbourne Cup racehorse into that big, beautiful, shiny, glamorous mall. I don't know if you've ever been there, but <laughs> just a makeup obsessed little 19 year old's dream. And I had cash to burn, baby. I just, I thought I was Kanye West. I was like, I am, mm, I am loaded. Here we go. I was like, eye cream, yes. Bronzer, yes. Powder, yes. Foundation, yes. And if you know anything about makeup and you know anything about the Great British Pound, you will know that in pounds, one pound is basically equivalent to three New Zealand dollars. So I went up to the counter and I was like, oh, what a good deal. Like 368 pounds, which at the time equaled about 900 New Zealand dollars. So you can imagine my surprise when I open my account. That is my third mistake. It never, ever, 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 just debt in general, guys, never works out. And I am very happy that I'm now in the place where I've paid all of that off apart from um, the end of my student loan, but all of that is behind me. The credit card is gone. The overdraft is gone, paid it off, but it really is quite tough to get your head above water when you've done that to yourself young. And I do sympathize for people because I do remember that kind of thing being pushed on me, but do your research. Really, really, really do your research. Um, I just, whew, yeah. Okay. So our third mistake, and this is just a little one, but I've, I've wanted to put this in here because I do think it's quite important. PSA, if you are young, and we, listen, we live in the side hustle era, right? We live in people doing things that they're passionate about on the side. Maybe it starts earning the money. I think it's so cool seeing people pop up with like their art and like doing like clothing rentals, whatever you want to do. We live in a little side hustle universe right now, which is sick. Listen to me. If you are starting a business young, you are going to need to pay tax. So when you get paid from your side hustle, from your little thing, and you're like, oh my God, look at all this money for me. No, baby, we are looking at like up to a third of that can be paid in tax and if you don't start putting money aside from that from each sale etc you're gonna wind yourself up down shit's creek so as you can probably assume i did learn that lesson <laughs> i started selling books when i was really 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 young and i actually fucked up because i basically paid tax twice when I was selling my books on Amazon and I didn't know about it and I didn't know I could claim the Americans tax back and then I was late paying tax for my New Zealand tax return and then I did pay it and then the whole thing was just a bit messy and I'm onto it now and I know what I'm doing now but I just wanted to say that if you were young and starting a business please ask for advice please get an accountant and please learn how to pay tax I think 
that was one of my mistakes in business and in money was not understanding that better. So just a little PSA. Someone, little listener question, asked me if there was anything like designer or materialistic, materialistic, am I saying that right, Uh, that I regret buying? And the answer is actually no. I don't have anything. I do have bought a lot of designer. I do not regret buying any of that stuff. What I will say is I would, I don't really regret, but I would just warn you, don't buy too many things in one season, like spread out your purchases. And one thing, this is a little sneaky extra story for you guys. I think it's a bit of a mistake. It's a bit, mm -mm. okay, so when I first arrived in New York City and saved up money to go, obviously, and I arrived and a boy decided to fly up to see me the next day. And I was like, he was really, I, I just, I idolized him. I put him on a pedestal. I thought he was like the shit. And I was like, I don't have a cool enough outfit for this date and this moment. So I need to go shopping. So I didn't go to Zara and I didn't go to Glassons. Don't even know if they have that in New York or Brandy Melville. Cassandra went to Soho, the most expensive area of New York, and bought an Alexander Wang jacket and a Rick Owens dress. Now, I didn't blow all my savings for New York on that outfit, but let's put it this way. It was damn near close it's damn near close damn near close and I was fine I worked it out but my god that was the brokest I've ever been after behavior like that that was just just don't do it to yourself there's no point like counting your pennies to buy Starbucks when you don't have to just make better choices don't buy an Alexander Wang jacket and just mm. okay how are we feeling how are we feeling I'm feeling yeah I'm feeling we're moving into our next category of mistakes and this is friendships now where I am currently in my life I couldn't be happier with my friendships I adore my friends I love my friends I have incredible people around me I'm so beyond blessed and to all of them who might be listening shout out I love you guys I'm so lucky to have you I will make it quite clear like it took me a while to get to this point there's a lot of things that I learned in friendships I consider myself quite lucky because I sort of had my ups and downs and rocky roads with friendships definitely in my youth when I was a lot younger like kind of looking from I don't know 13 to 18 was kind of where I was finding my feet most with friendships and beyond that when I got a little bit older like especially kind of that final year of high school and then coming out into uni was kind of when friendships really started to blossom for me and I sort of found my people a lot more so when I'm talking about this stuff with friendships I am referring to that younger self and I do know that who I was back then probably wasn't the easiest person to go through go go through be friends with um just because I had my own shit going on and I know we all did we were all growing up and finding our feet so just keep that in mind but I think I made the mistake number one this is (laughs) this is a classic friendship mistake that I made 
was thinking I had to be a part of a group. And I think this is quite symptomatic to the schooling systems I was a part of because everyone was sort of in their groups. And I remember thinking kind of that there was something wrong with me or that I was doing something wrong because I didn't have this great big group and like I didn't go to like big group events and I just kind of thought that friendships meant a lot of people I guess and of course it's quality over quantity every time with the lifestyle I have right now I actually couldn't really have a big group of people But I also wonder if it's kind of growing up and watching those like TV shows and movies and it's always like four boys and four girls running down the beach and I just sort of didn't have that. It it just, it didn't really click and I was always kind of someone who sort of had like two or three really close friends and I did have like moments when I was in like group type settings but they just never worked out for me and I always found them quite like dramatic like I I would be like the group would split like two people would be against two people or whatever and it was such a drama like who you were friends with and what group you were in and even kind of to this day I will see like Instagram highlights of like a whole big group of people and people with their like really set entrenched you know what I mean and I think it's totally perfectly fine if you do operate in that system and that's what works for you I mean hey I was basically jealous of that so I it's amazing like I think that's a beautiful thing it just never ever ever worked out for me and I think that is one of my mistakes because I spent quite a lot of time trying to work my way out and figure out which kind of circle of people I was in instead of just focusing on individual characters who I liked the most and who I had a good friendship with and made me feel good about myself and vice versa. So that was a little friendship mistake. Uh, I also think that I, I, there's certain moments that I look back on growing up where I sort of feel like I did hold on to friendships that didn't serve me. And part of that was kind of a scarcity mindset of, I need to have someone, I need to have a friend, I need to have someone around me, I can't do this on my own, I was very scared to be lonely or alone and I think when you're at high school or like school in general, like year 9, year 10, I think it's quite natural to feel like that, which is sort of the years I'm more referring to, um, but yeah, don't stay in friendships that don't serve you, don't play small for friends, don't, you know, if I, I don't know, it, when I think of my friendships now, all my friends are my biggest fans. Like, I could tell them anything. I could be like, guys, guys, I'm going to the moon. This, I'm going to the moon. Here I go. I'm going to the moon. And every single one of my friends would be like, great, Cass. What's up? We will we will be there. We, we, we're going to write a sign and we're going to wave to you from Earth and it's going to be great. And it's just like the cutest thing. I There's nothing I could throw at them that they wouldn't be like right on like cool and support me and that was definitely definitely not the case with other friendships I've had so be with people that make you shine be with people that uplift you focus on yourself don't be don't be scared to be by yourself I think it's yeah it's it's only natural like we're human beings we want to be with other people but don't sacrifice your happiness holding on to people who make you feel bad about yourself just because 
you feel the need to have someone over having no one. And if we were good friends and you're listening to this, I do want to just take full accountability that I know we were all growing and I'm not blaming anyone that I was friends with. If by chance, I very highly doubt this because those situations were much younger than now. Um, but we were all growing up and finding our feet and it's, it's my mistake. It's, it's not their mistake, how they made me feel. It's my mistake that I couldn't hold myself and back myself to a higher standard. So yeah. Okay. We are moving on. Next category, powering through them, making it happen. Here we go. My, I guess we could call it health. We're going to go with health. This is category of health. Well, it's fairly, fairly, fairly fucking obvious one. I think we're on mistake number five or six. Can't remember. My mistake was having an eating disorder. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I regret that so much. I just, oh God, if I could shake myself, if I could just shake the little tiny being that was my brain, what were you doing? Where to begin? I mean, it was a mistake. Number one, I've said this before on the podcast and I'll say it again and I don't think it's healthy advice, but fuck, it's true. Disordered eating doesn't work. Like my goal was always my dream body, which is toned, muscle, booty, like yes, skinny, but like low body fat, like really strong. When I think about my dream body, it's like curvy, strong, toned. And the last way on earth that you are ever, ever, ever going to get a figure like that is through having an eating disorder. It's, It's just impossible. It's literally impossible. Like, oh my God, I spent so many hours at the gym for nothing because all the food that was needed to fuel me to gain muscle, to run my body, to give me energy, I just threw up. And one of the like toughest facts, I think I my therapist said this to me, was like, I think you, when you make yourself sick, 60% of the calories is impossible to throw up. So he was like, if you binge and you eat 10,000 calories, you throw up, you've still got 60%, 6,000 calories that no matter what you do, you can't get rid of. It's all in your mind. Like it's all in your mind because it feels like, I don't know, it feels like you're just, I remember just thinking it was this elimination process and like, it was like a dream come true. I could eat all this stuff and just get rid of it and it was so easy and then I was wondering why all my gym work wasn't working out and like, that is the other thing. If you were in that boat and your dumb ass is going to the gym like me, literally why? Like, Like, literally there's no point because when you work out, you rip your muscles and you pull your muscles and whatever and then when you eat and you rest you regain your strength and that's when your muscle grows so the whole thing the whole thing was just so 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 dumb and the reason I regret it so much is because of the long-term consequences like again I think we can really establish from my mistakes that I was not thinking of the big picture with a lot of these but like literally guys my hormone levels are like I have adrenal fatigue I have issues endless issues with my skin I'm having the worst hormonal breakout right now it's awful I'm low on iron my body has trouble um like absorbing nutrients I have to be on supplements for it I have to be on supplements for my liver have to be on supplements for my hormones have to be on magnesium zinc 
all these things. I pay like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on my health to have like my bloods checked, to go to a naturopath, to have specialists help me now because I spent 10 years just completely fucking my body. So it's really, really, really not worth it. It's actually a really expensive habit the way that I was doing it as well. It couldn't work worse if you tried. Like the, it's actually quite insane. The less restrictive that I get with myself in general, and this is something I'm learning, the less restrictive I get towards anything, the better results I see. And it's such a mindfuck. Like I struggle with this so much because the like, do you get what I'm saying? Like the more I don't think about it, the more I'm just living my life, eating food, maybe have a Tim Tam if I'm at work, maybe have a chocolate, have whatever I want for dinner, like go out on the weekends, have a burger, have fries. That is when I see, like my body doesn't hold on to the food. I feel good. I feel lean. Like I don't gain weight. Like I gain muscle, go to the gym like three times a week. I don't go five times any, a week anymore. It's just too much stress on my body. Just don't even need that. And I see better results going three times a week. And it's kind of the same for everything. Like you need to be prepared to be wrong in life and like let life prove you wrong. Like that's one thing I've really been thinking about. And I think when I think back to my mistakes, I thought I was right And I thought that behavior with my ED was right. Like I was like, I've eaten this food and it's the right thing to do to get rid of it. That is the right thing. And it is so, 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 so not the case. And it's so detrimental. It's just, it's quite fascinating assuming that you are correct and then everything just proving you wrong. So that's kind of how I feel with my ED. I do really regret not getting therapy earlier. I actually used to kind of like bad mouth therapy. Therapy is amazing. I regret not learning what actual health was, like getting an amazing personal trainer, asking for help, getting a nutritionist, getting a naturopath, getting a therapist, all those things earlier. Like I'm so into it now. I'm in such a good place now, but I do really, really regret not yeah, just asking for help, I guess, was the mistake. And, okay, this is a little sub note. I've just written this. I've just read it. It's quite funny. <laughs> it's going to counter counterbalance what I'm doing here. But I've written, I, one of my mistakes was taking advice from YouTubers. And I'm, I am applying that directly to, like, eating and health because, it's really easy to see what the recent trend is. And just, I remember when everyone went keto and everyone's going plant-based and everyone went vegan. And it's so easy to just jump on the bandwagon because you're seeing heaps of beautiful videos about it. Like I watch a lot of YouTube. You might be on Instagram, whatever you're on. But yeah, unless they're educated and qualified YouTubers and social media people. I mean, hey, here's me giving a whole bunch of, well, this isn't necessarily advice. This is just... This is a really fucked up story, really, isn't it? That's kind of what this is. Um, But yeah, I think it was a mistake to consume as much social media content as I did that wasn't helpful and to kind of live as if it's Bible because it's not Bible. It's just some skinny girl with abs in LA telling you what to do and it's not necessarily the right thing for you. So there we go. Banging it right along, we're banging it right along, we're, we're getting on with it, we are getting on with it, okay, when, I, when I watch Love Island, I just, I just become, 
I just become one of them. It's just, it's just a fact. That's what happens when Love Island's on. Cass is on the island too, in New Zealand. She's here. Okay, this is a good, this is, I cannot believe I'm doing this. Like, you guys better, if you don't, if you don't share this to your story, if you don't DM me and say, this is the funniest fucking podcast, because I am, I am bearing my soul for you motherfuckers. Bearing it all. Okay, next category. By the way, guys, I'm joking. It's, you don't have to do that. Cosmetic. Cosmetic. Cosmetic procedures. What's the tea? What is the tea? This is some ooh, mm, mm, piping hot tea. Okay. I regret. <laughs> so I, when I was in LA, I went to get some filler. And I went to a lady who was super famous on Instagram. Like 270,000 270,000 followers. Yes, 270000. And she did like everyone's filler. Like literally think of a YouTube, think of a Instagrammer, think of a influencer, think of a TikToker, think think of a whoever you want to think of. She did their filler in LA and she was located a little bit out of LA. She was a bit of a drive out and I booked the appointment. I think <laughs> I think I booked the appointment before I actually um landed in LA so I had to book about six or eight months in advance and my friend Lauren and I had been following her on Instagram for probably two years and we used to like send each other her work and be like wow because on Instagram this lady was taking Spongebob Squarepants and making him Spongebob Squarepants like she was adding volume baby she was adding size she was adding lush she was adding shine she was the full package so I was like honey 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 my little lips are going to see her we're going to see her and I turn up to the appointment number one she was she's a lovely woman she's such a lovely woman like truly so so kind but she just she moved at the pace of lightning she was just jam 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 bam 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 like definition of left right good night like I had 19 needles in my lips within 19 seconds she was just pumping she was absolutely pumping she didn't even really tell me what she was doing she didn't she really didn't talk me through it. I think the entire appointment was literally 15 minutes, which is absolutely insane. If you haven't had filler with someone before, that is very insane. She used this numbing cream on me, jams my lips full, and she also did some Botox in my forehead. Jams the Botox in, she's like, left, right, good night. And I remember when I was in the lobby paying, she said to me, she's like, okay Cassandra and next time I see you I'll expect you to be ultra ultra mega famous and I remember just looking at her and just kind of thinking I haven't said anything about being famous number one but number two like that's so sad that that's your automatic assumption of kind of why I'm here I don't know it was just such an odd moment and it really took me back and I remember just standing there and thinking I don't like this, like, I don't, I don't like this energy, like, I'm not sure what you're really getting at, or if everyone who comes here is just chasing a dream, anyway, I was bruised, like, when I say bruised, I mean, like, black, like, I had, it looked like I had black slugs on my face, and I've had filler in my lips 
quite a few times and they have never looked like that. Like that we're on a podcast right now. If I could show you the images, like I remember showing Albert the images of my photos and he like nearly fell off his chair at non-solo pizza. Like it was bad people. I looked like I'd been dicked in the face by Shrek. Like it looked bad. And <laughs> it was bad. It was just not good. I'm pretty sure I showed her a photo of Wolfie Cindy as my inspiration, which was probably my first mistake. Anyway, she put so much filler in my lips that I actually haven't had my lips fully done since then. And that was in 2019, about October 2019. So that was coming up to two years ago. And they're still big and have size because that's how big she made them. She literally quadrupled them in size, but not in like a good way. And she made my top lips so big. Like it was just, oh my God, it was so big. So I, oh, and then, so the other really beautiful thing is she botched up my Botox. She botched my Botox and she sent one eyebrow to Neptune on NASA's new rocket. So that was one eyebrow at Neptune and then the other, the other, the other dude she sent to the center of Middle Earth. Yep. So I kind of looked permanently surprised and I then had to go get that fixed and they lifted the other eyebrow up and then I couldn't move my forehead at all. And if you were friends with me at the time, there was this funny joke where people used to tell me to express emotions and I couldn't move my face like a Cinderella story where the mom is in the car and she's like, I'm so upset. And her daughter's like, you don't look upset because her face is frozen. That was me. So what have we learned from the mistake? Number one, if it's good on Instagram, it doesn't mean it's good in real life. Number two, do your research. Number three, don't drive an hour out of LA and blow thousands of dollars on some random filler in 15 minutes on a woman that you don't know. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> that was a goodie. That was an absolute bloody goodie. That is my little cosmetic procedure. Regret. Regret? Mistake? I don't know. Okay, we are moving on. This is this is a big category. Guys, I might, oh my god, I have so many mistakes. Like, I'm not even telling half these. And we are 41 minutes in. Are we going to get through all these mistakes? Am I going to need to make a whole mistake podcast? Because that's how many I've made. Probably. So, dating and sex. Dun, dun, dun. Nah, nah. The, I'm sorry about the, like, ad libs today. Like... <sighs> Anyway, I regret rushing to lose my virginity. Oh, there's a bit of tea. There's a bit of tea. Here we go. Now she's talking. Yeah, I regret. I regret that a little bit. I um, lost my virginity at a party. Super good taste. Super great taste. And it was in a room and he picked up a Fujifilm printer and pushed it against the door so that no one could get in true story and I remember my two good friends at the time had lost theirs I lost my virginity a bit late it was I think it was right before or right after my 18th birthday so it was quite late well I don't know actually you know what I don't want to say that because whenever you choose to do that it really doesn't matter and I have friends who are currently my age and haven't had sex and I have friends who lost their virginity at 12 well that's too young maybe 14 anyway <laughs> I am, this is, wow, Cassandra, you get what I'm saying, 
It's your choice. It's your body. It doesn't matter. For the people around me, I was one of the last people. Put it that way. So my friends had and they'd like lied and they hadn't told me. And then they told me at lunch one day that they'd like done it. And I was like, when? And they were like, we did this at this party. And I was like, oh, no. And I just remember feeling so much pressure. I felt like it was every like all anyone was talking about I was like I've just got to get this over and done with and I just picked someone and he's a lovely guy it's totally not his fault I literally threw myself on him and it was fine and like I don't it doesn't really cross my mind ever but my point of why I think it's more of a mistake is I feel sad that I felt the need to sort of like get something over and done with and the concept of virginity is quite fucked like I just want to say that it doesn't god you know it doesn't fucking matter what it's not even a thing but I just regret putting that pressure on myself I think I didn't need to do it like that and it really doesn't matter and I remember my first thought being like holy shit that is it that's it that billion dollar industry whittled down to that and it's just so irrelevant and so not important and your happiness is the priority. So yeah, um, I, one of the mistakes I made, and I've talked about this before, but I regret not learning about other contraceptive options because I went on the pill and it fucked me up. I do have a full podcast on this. I think it's candles, crystals, and curse. No, what are you saying? It's big sister talks, contraception. And yeah, I majorly regret not learning about other options. Also, can we just say like, why the fuck does schools, I feel like at school, it's just like pill, 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 pill. And no one talks about anything else. Like, shut up. Anyway, I have an IUD and it works amazing. So I regret not learning about that sooner because that completely changed my life okay let's get real one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was letting motherfuckers give me thrush I no that is one of my mistakes that is absolutely one of my mistakes why why and like I think all us girls we have that one dude that every time he hits he'd be giving us thrush why you dirty hoe, wash, wash, stop sleeping with other bitches, I don't know, I don't even know if that's a thing about thrush, I don't know if that's like a fact, but that is one of my mistakes, like I should have seen the signs, I regret being a thrushy girl, like I don't want to be like that, like I don't want to live that life, that's not my story, that's not my truth, that is one of my mistakes, if you gave me thrush, I fucking hate you, no, no, absolutely a mistake, absolutely a mistake, it's just, it's just that one guy, you know, just that guy that just always gives you thrush. Like, just fuck off. No one else has ever given me thrush apart from this one dude. And it was just like every time. And, you know, lo and behold, he was sleeping with someone else behind my back. So I don't think that's a scientific thing. I think that's kind of something that I've made up. And I that is one of my mistakes with sex is letting people give me thrush. Don't give me thrush or I'm going to cut you off so fucking fast. I just, no, no. Goodbye. Um... Oh, this is bad. This is bad. I don't know if I want to say this. I don't know if I'm going to say this. I j- <sighs> okay, here we go. Please no one judge me. I've changed. <laughs> is that what people say when they go to like, I don't know, jail? Um, okay, I regret... Um, <laughs> chasing fame and money 
in men instead of who they were as a person. (laughs) Okay, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I used to look at the people I dated as a reflection of myself. And I kind of thought that if I dated someone cool and worthy and creative and amazing, then I was cool, worthy, creative and amazing. And I kind of think that I chased the wrong things in partners and in men because I thought that that would, and I wasn't consciously doing this. I want to make that quite clear. I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, how much money does he have? I mean, true. But what I'm more meaning is I was subconsciously attracting the wrong partners and it's because I felt insecure in myself. And the more I was able to find success, work on myself, bring those opportunities into my life, be abundant, be rich, be able to support myself, the less I needed those qualities in other people, which is what kind of cottoned me on to the fact that I was doing this. And I think, let's put it this way, if you're chasing guys who are, especially status, like if you're chasing guys of a certain status, I mean, in general, they're kind of people who aren't the most I mean I just didn't have good experiences they kind of treat women as pretty disposable I'm sure this I don't want to make that generalization because you know not all men I'm sure there's men out there who are not like that but in general they're not the easiest catch of fish and I think if I was true to myself I kind of was more attracted to what they had rather than who they were I'm very grateful that I have done a lot of healing and self-reflection and I no longer go down that road all the time. I do go down it sometimes, not all the time. So let's not judge me. I can own my shit. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. Um, I regret having a loser's mentality with boys. Guys, so true. Like if a boy said to me, I don't like you, I like this other girl, Shannon Moore, I would be like, well, game on. And I took it as this invitation to try harder and work harder and prove myself and work for their love. No, no, Cassandra, you leave. That is when you leave, Cassandra. That is when you turn around, goodbye, Cassandra. That is when you run. Don't just walk, run, sprint, fly, hover, get away from that situation. And I just had this mentality where I was going to like fight for people and there was nothing worth fighting for. It's just dumb. Hybriding that with one of my other mistakes, which is taking too long to move on from people. Oh, I really was taking the long ass time to move on from people. Like, (laughs) I mean, I was writing books about people. I wish I had someone to write a book about now who wants to be in love with me and then they can break my heart and then I can write a book about them guys you're missing a whole opportunity no okay come on I do I just I held on to a motherfucker like I held on like I held on like I was holding on to like a flipping racehorse like I was holding on I was on for the ride I was like here we are you hate me and I am just riding with you And just, nah, baby, nah, baby, no, 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 I move on so fast now. I just, mm, you touch the line of my boundary, mm, finito presto, goodbye. So that is one of my mistakes. Also, I'm just going to add this in here because I feel like I did this a lot 
was I would try and force things to work. Like, you know, when you get the ick, like I would get the ick and then I would force, like try and force things to work. I just think that that was a mistake too. So, okay, we're going to add one little final dating and sex mistake here. I could do a whole podcast on my dating and sex mistakes. Like I'm looking at a whole page of mistakes in front of me and I'm just trying to pick a select few because I think that you guys have to go back to your life and stop listening to this podcast. But this is, now this is some tea. I've said that a couple of times, but this is some tea. I regret that. I actually regret this. This is true. I do regret this. I regret going for guys who have girlfriends. Now, this has only happened once or twice to me and I didn't know fully about the other girl or at least at the start I didn't want to make that very clear it's not like I sought this out and targeted them down and let's make it very clear baby these boys were not pushing me away they were not saying no goodbye I have a girlfriend they were they were coming to the table they were eating they were invited they were inviting themselves they were sitting down they were here and yeah, no, 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 it's just, it never works out, and it's just, it's a situation that I've seen so many times, not only for myself, but my friends and people around me, obviously predominantly my friends, who else, I'm not really seeing it, and strangers, anyway, and let me tell you, every time, like, God, just, what are these people, like, I feel like they always say, I'm gonna leave her or him, and I'm unhappy, and it's nothing, and X, Y, Z, and I'm on my way out, and they never be leaving like you be checking up on these guys three years later and they still with that girl and it is so sad like why like why waste your youth unhappy and like lying to people and like I just can't even fathom it and it sucks like there's so many times we're on a night out or something and some guy will approach one of my friends by a strength or whatever and then you know, a girl comes up to us later and they're like, by the way, she has a, he has a girlfriend and he's been hitting on my friend all night. Like that happened a few weekends ago. And it's just, I just don't get it. It never works out. If you are in that situation, honestly, mark my words, it never, ever, 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 ever works out in your favor. Ever. Everyone gets hurt. Every single person gets hurt. There's not one person who doesn't get hurt in that situation. You get hurt. He gets hurt. The other girl gets hurt. So I wish that as soon as I cottoned on or had a gut feeling, I just exited completely and just stopped letting myself get involved because I'll take ownership in my part. Like in that one or two situations, I was definitely very much involved and I didn't need to be and I could have just said, see you later, goodbye. So I regret, well, it's just a mistake. It's just like a little stupid fucking boy mistake, isn't it? All right. If you want more of those mistakes, I literally, like, listen. Pages, honey, pages. Okay, moving on to the next, next section. Okay, so our next section is traveling. And I do not regret or think that traveling or moving overseas was ever a mistake. I absolutely loved it. But these are a few little takeaways. Um, and we're going to, we're going to hybrid this on the back of the, the dating. Okay. I think I made the mistake of moving cities in the hopes that moving closer to a boy would make them like me. Update, 
it didn't. <laughs> wow, that makes me feel like such a loser, especially saying that. And it, I want to make it quite clear, it's not the only reason I moved anywhere ever. Never suggest doing that, but... Mm. if you think that just making yourself more available and being on their side of the world is going to make it all make them be like oh she's here she's closer to me and I guess like my mistake for falling in love with people who lived overseas and it worked out in the short term it did work out like we had some fun but it didn't work out in the long term and it was a lot of effort and a lot of tears and a lot of hope and I think there's situations where it does work out, but it didn't work out for me. Um, the other mistake I made was not being ready for moving overseas to be as hard as it was because it was very hard. And the reality is that you do have some of your darkest days, I think, when you move somewhere new because it's like starting from a baby again. You have no idea where you're going. You have no idea where to find anything, you have to set up your mobile phone and you just feel like an infant, like you feel so lost and so vulnerable and it's not like a red carpet rolls out for you when you get there, you have to work very hard. So I made the mistake of kind of thinking it was easy and I literally planned nothing, 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 nothing. That is one of my biggest mistakes with moving overseas is I can't even tell you how little I planned, guys. Like, I literally got on the flight and got off the flight and basically figured it out when I landed. Like, who does that? Who does that, Cassandra? Who does that? Um, clearly me. I think in New York I had two nights in a hotel booked and that was it. And luckily I did figure it out. I found my apartment and I went there and they let me move in. Um, I had one night with this beautiful boy who flew up to see me and then he helped me move into my apartment the next day that luckily this girl said, yep, you can have it. I was so lucky. LA was basically the same, except I had some, a friend there who I could stay with, but even then it was very hard. It took me months to find somewhere to live. Um, so that's one of my mistakes is not planning my travels and my trips better because do as I say and not as I do. Let me tell you. School. The mistake I made at school. I made the mistake of not learning or not feeling limited about what I was going to study. Basically, my school was like, you become a doctor, a nurse, doctor, nurse, sorry. You become, do medicine, business, engineering or law. Like, I didn't even really know about arts and about arts degrees and I just think that if someone or if I had, I was probably too naive to seek out the knowledge, but if I had expanded my knowledge and I knew that you could go study things like fashion and writing and design and all those fun things, I probably wouldn't have studied what I studied. I ended up graduating with a degree in media communications and TV and double major with politics and international relations. Um, I had a stint in law school, which was an abomination, but yeah, I think I regret, I do really regret not like pushing the boundaries and thinking outside the box because it is quite realistic to study those other more creative things. And honestly, I just like, no one talked about them at my school. Like no one was going to do that stuff. So yeah, I regret like not looking into what I learned, could learn at uni more, um, Okay, partying and drinking. I, for a little bit, 
made the mistake of getting into the party scene. And I just want to make it quite clear that the party scene is quite different from um, just going out and having some fun with your friends. That's not really what I'm referring to here. But the scene, how would I, how would I describe the scene? Like people who go out all the time, it's what they live for, complete night owls, don't really do anything else. Like you don't even know what they do during the day. <laughs> and <laughs> I kind of found my way into that scene for a little bit. Um, and we were hanging, one of the like main things that I consider a mistake was we were hanging out with guys who were quite a lot older than us. And I want to say that we were probably 18 or 19. That 18, 19 year old age was clearly a banger for me, wasn't it? But we were hanging out with guys who were probably 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35-ish which is a decent chunk older and they were just quite condescending to us and we didn't see eye to eye obviously and I remember just there were a lot of situations where I felt very taken advantage of and you just don't understand the world really at that age well you do you but I think it's hard when you've got older people around you impacting your choices and making it seem like certain things are really normal and it was very sex, drugs and rock and roll. And that's totally fine. It's great to have, you know, your kind of moment in the sun. But, and I'm happy I did it. Like, I'm happy I had fun. But, and a part of me kind of does question, like, is that really fun? And that's kind of a bigger question of what do you define as fun? Because growing up and especially around that time, I sort of was like, oh, everyone everyone likes this, everyone finds this fun, so I should find this fun. It wasn't actually really what I enjoyed. I think I struggle because a lot of the things that I do enjoy are actually quite isolating, like it's sort of just me on my own. Um, like writing or working out or dancing, it's all kind of things that I do. And being super, super social and around that many people it's beautiful, but you if, if that's not your thing, it's not your thing. And I kind of felt, I don't want to say like I fell into the wrong crowd, but there was a, there was definitely a moment there where it was a bit, where it was quite questionable. Um, and I think you can have a party stage without getting into the party scene, if that makes sense. It really does impact your life. It, you have less motivation. You're obviously very tired. If you're drinking lots, that's super bad for you, super bad for your liver, if you're doing drugs or whatever you're doing, that's terrible for your brain. It's just all things that I I just I just don't think any of that ever benefits you or ever puts you on track to your goals. And I don't think that life is all about achieving goals, but just be careful, you know, just be careful. Um, I was very lucky that it didn't last very long for me in that scene. I kind of pulled myself out of it. Uh, thank God. <clears throat> Sorry. Um... But I think the mistake is kind of mistaking those party friends for real friends. My mum always said to me, like, you're, you're friends for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And those are definitely friends for a reason slash a season. And when you're not going out and you're not partying and you're not getting wasted, suddenly they're not interested in you. And even slightly worse than not being interested in you, they start to ostracize you and say mean things about you and isolate you because when you withdraw from that scene it makes 
it kind of highlights to them their life choices. So they feel the need to sort of push you out further and talk a bit of shit about you. Uh, yeah, so I mistakenly made that little move for a very short time. Okay, quick little social media one. We are firing through this over an hour now of mistakes. <laughs> uh, I ended up getting a manager in New York who was kind of one of my friends and I think the mistake I made with business and social media is working so closely with a friend it really 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 didn't work out and I think if you are in business with a friend you might know what I'm talking about but we ended up losing um, our work relationship we ended up losing the friendship entirely we're no longer in contact I think it just pushed both of us really far against the edge we were both, um, we just bit off more than we could chew. And unfortunately, it's a very, very common story with working with your friends. There's why people say don't do it. Um, but I did it and I lost a lot of money um, on her and she kind of really fucked up my trust as well. She's totally a great person. And I just think we didn't see eye to eye on certain things. So that is one of the mistakes that I made and that I would definitely slightly warn against if you're going into business with a friend or family, just beware because it's <laughs> it's not easy. Um, the other little mistake I made with social media I think was pretty obvious is not realizing how much it would fuck with my perception of myself um, because it definitely, definitely, definitely has. I think if you look at at my other things that I've mentioned, like the cosmetic procedures or um, even the eating disorder or the, all those other things, I think, yeah, a huge amount of it stemmed from um, certain content, certain content I was seeing and not having awareness of just because you're seeing all these photos online or you're seeing even like less less obvious than that, just seeing people eating certain foods or doing certain things, it doesn't mean you have to and it doesn't mean you should and it, I think social media can make you quite rigid in your thinking because there's trends, right? There's trends like hair clips and XYZ and a certain Prada bag. And, you know, there's also trends for deeper things that you might not be realizing is in front of you every day. Trends for eating behaviors and ways of talking and ways of thinking and ways of being like, listen to everyone who's um, using those TikTok TikTok slang in real life like that is a trend that you are now completely onboarding as a personality trait and that's the side of it that I mistakenly didn't think was there I could see the side like oh the, these shoes are always on Instagram these are cool Instagram shoes but where do you draw the line between shoes and altering how you speak or altering how you think or altering how you are to fit a greater trend does that make sense it's it's quite easy to look at the small picture with social media and mistakenly think that the big picture isn't there I think a huge amount of it shaped who I am today in the most beautiful way and I think a huge amount of it nearly fucking killed me um so yeah that is that is my little social media business mistake. Okay, to, to finish this off, I wrote um, this category called mentality. 
and these are mentalities, like ways of thinking, like mindsets that I feel like I had uh, growing up or in the past that weren't the best or I kind of consider mistakes. So I'm just going to rattle them off, okay? I'm just going to fire them through. So the first mentality that I think I regret or that was a mistake was sweating the small stuff. Oh my God, I used to sweat the small stuff. I used to freak out about the small stuff. Don't worry about it. Don't get caught up in the details. Focus on the big picture of anything. Focus on yourself. Don't sweat the small stuff. This one's quite obvious, but I had a I'll worry about it later mentality. It's true. I definitely, definitely had that. (laughs) It's quite obvious. It's a terrible mentality to have. Don't worry about it later. Worry about it now or better yet. Don't make choices that are going to give you something to worry about later. Okay, the next one. I always saw the best in people. And this one makes me quite sad. (laughs) I did. I always saw the best in people and it's a beautiful trait, but sometimes it really leads you astray and make sure you're looking at the facts with clear cut vision. The grass is always greener. That is definitely a mentality I had. Like I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when I get that. I'll be happy X, Y, Z. I'll be happy when I get this, blah, blah, blah. It's so much better at that school, at this country, in this job. No, grass is green where you water it. Focus on you. That is a bad mentality. Well, it's not a helpful mentality. Uh, Sacrificing short-term pleasure for long-term pain. Yep, I did that one. That is a classic Cascrod move. Uh, Being ridiculously worried about what people thought of me. It's another mistake I made. Not starting the things I wanted to start earlier. That is true. I used to, that kind of comes into the umbrella of being worried about what people thought about me. I didn't do things I wanted to do because I was worried what people would think. Uh, Not standing up for myself more. I do, I regret not standing up for myself more. I used to kind of let myself get walked all over. Um, And having a degrading sense of humor. That's quite an interesting one, but I did. I used to put myself down a lot and I thought it was like, I don't know, I thought it made people laugh. That's kind of shit, like back yourself. You know what's best for you. Follow your gut, trust yourself, listen to yourself. When I think back to all those mistakes, I feel like so much of that was letting fear get in my head, letting fear and insecurity drive my life and control my life. And those things, fear and insecurity, you know, they can be, they can be in the room, they can be in your car, they can be in the bus, they can be in your head, but they're not allowed to touch anything. They're not allowed to drive the car. They're not allowed to steer the ship. They're not allowed to make any decisions. They're not allowed to speak or say anything, but they're allowed to be there. And I acknowledge them. They're part of the spectrum of emotions and occasionally we all feel fear and insecurity and pain and those kind of things, but do not let them have control. Do not let yourself ever feel like you can't do what you want to do or be who you want to be or you can't wear what you want to wear or study what you want to study or speak how you want to speak because you're worried about what someone thinks or how you're going to come across. Just being your most authentic self is the thing that's going to get you the furthest in life. You are the answer, you're the cure, you are the reason, you are source, you are God, you are light, you are everything 
good in this world. There's a reason why you're here. Don't let anybody make you feel small or like you shouldn't be taking up the space you're taking up. You take up that space, be yourself, follow your dreams and don't do the crazy dumbass shit that I did, bro. (laughs) So again, I just want to make it really clear that I don't regret anything, but I hope that that was helpful and you learnt a few things. Uh, follow us on the Sass with Cass podcast. I will be back in two weeks. I will be popping up some question boxes so you can ask me questions for my guest. Uh, so it's really exciting, but you know where to find me, www.cassandragrod.com. If you want to buy my books slash shop, if you want to read my blog, I have a new blog called Pen License. If you want to follow me, Grod at Quotes with Cass. It has been a pleasure, my friends. Have the most beautiful week. I love you. Bye.